if you're an artist, musician, comedian, whatever you may be, and you want to come onto our show, just reach out to us at uh, our email is chili at chillinoy.net, or you can DM us uh, on Instagram. It's at Chillinoy Podcast. Reach out to us on Twitter at Chillinoy State. Um, today, in spirit of that, today we're joined by comedian Kyle Fields. So, Kyle, welcome back to the show. How's it going today? I'm fantastic, man. I'm super jacked to be back. What's going on? Not much. Just about to spark up a joint of some good old cannabis, you know, and uh, I think it's my first smoke of the day. I don't know. I, it's kind of out of character for me. Usually I don't hold back. And it's about 2 p.m. today, a Saturday, uh, two, February 6th, right? Yeah, Usually, normally you wake up with the roosters and you've already got the piece in your hand. That's right. That's right. Now, I always tell people, and I actually think I even posted this on Instagram the other day. I'm not a stoner. I'm just uh i'm i'm just you're an occasional smoker. i'm an occasional smoker i just have a lot of occasions right <laughs> i love it so this, yeah. this morning when i woke up that was an occasion you know generally that's an occasion when i go to check the mail that's usually an occasion sure absolutely you know? absolutely so it's all about finding different occasions and then you can uh break the mold and you know lose that title of stoner you just be the occasional smoker Often right. I find that it's been too long since my last occasion, so I have to remedy <laughs> that with another occasion. That's right. I, um, That's right. I, I, you know, I smoked some earlier, and I, uh, I ate one of these edible peach rings. I'm looking at this now. It's actually from California. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, whatever. But it's called Toy <laughs> Toy District Edibles, and it's. I guess I hear these are the strongest edibles that California is legally allowed to sell. They are 65 milligrams of THC per serving, which is pretty sweet. So, nice. wow. So in the spirit of the, <laughs> in the spirit of the Chillinoy podcast, you put that down the hatch. When did you do that? Uh, right before we started recording, I thought it would be interesting to see what happens. Hey, that <laughs> sounds good. That sounds good. We'll keep, well, we'll keep an eye on you. <laughs> you know, because I'm, I, you know, I smoke a lot, obviously, you know, and I love edibles and shit. And, you know, normally I don't get, when I say rattled, I, I don't get, I don't get paranoid ever anymore. But when I say rattled, I mean like where I can stop and go, whoa, I'm fucking high. Right. <laughs> and I, I didn't realize these were 65s. I thought they were like 40s, which is still pretty fucking strong. But uh, yeah. I, went to, I went to a comedy show and I'm like, oh, you know, I'll do this 40, whatever. And then like I got there and I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I, and I went on stage and it was, you know, fine. It was, I really think that it helped me get into like a mental Zen level where I was just like, okay, you know, fuck whatever, you know, just do your deal. And it worked out really well, but man, like it hit me. So yeah, if you, should you get the opportunity to purchase these that are illegal in Illinois? Uh, <laughs> you should, I won't tell you to buy illegal drugs, but I'm telling you to buy these illegal drugs. They're great. Toy oh, come on. Illegal drugs are the, the best ones, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, they are. The most fun, right? They so. absolutely. Yeah. Cause you never know if it's, you know, weed or oregano or <laughs> whatever, man. Yeah. Those, those go ahead, Justin. Oh, I was going to say just to um, comment on your edible story of taking them before going to the comedy club. I have found that my customer service is never better than when I have eaten an edible slightly before, because I, I know you got problems. I got problems too, man. Fuck it. Let's just talk about it. You know, Absolutely. like, <laughs> well, I think that, you know, too, marijuana kind of staves off that high degree of anxiety that you can get working customer service. Right. I mean, I think mm -hmm. that, you know, often, cause I worked at Blockbuster forever and ever, 
I think often, you know, you have people in line and you're like, oh man, I got, you know, a guy behind him and a guy behind him. And it really is a form of social anxiety. Um, even if you don't really get very socially anxious, I don't, but when I am, am, I'm in that professional situation where I know there's people there, I, you know, that's happened to me. And I found that if I went to work high, I didn't give a fuck, <laughs> you know, but it, <laughs> but it worked out better because I was like, Hey, I'm not rushing this guy along. We're, we'll talk a little bit. We'll go to the next guy. And absolutely. Yeah, I do. That's the thing. So many businesses corporately owned businesses still in 2021 piss test for marijuana are you i want every one of my motherfucking employees to be high as balls all day yeah i mean it's nuts the you we just talked because i'm you know now i can pursue a new career path kyle if you've ever seen a picture of me you know i'm a fucking just buff Oh, manly man yeah, you know like, uh, i shredded, now that the, shredded shredded yeah people get really intimidated when i'm walking down the street and so now that yeah. the ufc is no longer drug testing i have a full path and for marijuana i have nothing hold me back anymore you know for a moment it, okay it, i didn't realize that you said because you said for marijuana i was like oh my god they stopped drug this is gonna be he's <laughs> gonna be awesome <laughs> those yeah, dudes no, coming that's out dream. coked out of their minds <laughs> yeah oh, roided out. i would hate to see a ufc fighter on just high as shit on bath salts i think that would be a whole other sport <laughs> no <entirely>. biting <laughs> no biting he has ripped the referee's head off <laughs> i don't know i think i could watch that i think i could watch that no good man i'm good because was it the ds brothers kept getting popped over and over and over and over again for weed and yeah. it's like bro if if you can whoop that much ass high as balls, that's just a, a, how is that? And I know it's an old Robin Williams bit, but it's true. How is that a performance enhancing drug? It, right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not a competitive eating contest for Christ's sake, you know, then they should probably <laughs> test. Right. But I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, at the end of the day though, like you kind of return to like, it'd be cool to see. I, I know it's, you know, it would be like kind of play at your own risk type of thing. But why don't we have like a legit UFC and like a legit NFL, you know, all legit sports. But then we also have like the ones where you can just take whatever drugs you want. <laughs> and like, let's see what we can make people do. How many home runs can you truly fucking hit? How I mean, fast can you throw that ball? MMA <laughs> on psilocybin would just turn into like hugs and, you know, everybody <laughs> coming together and <laughs> everybody talking about time. their problems. Yeah, it appears as if Tito Ortiz has gotten the guitar and they're singing <laughs> songs. Oh, my God. There that's there was an old sketch on SNL called the All Drug Olympics, where every like they didn't drug test. And I think it was Phil Hartman was the uh, one of the weightlifters. And he goes to lift the weight up and his arms just come off and blood shoots out of his torso. <laughs> I think it would look like that. But I, I mean, again, I'd watch that. That's that'd be something I would enjoy. We'll get we'll get right back on this topic of performance enhancing enhancing drugs. But Kyle, before we get too far, tell us where we can find you on social media. Yeah, man, you can find me at Funny Man Fields on most forms of social media, uh, Twitter. I'm uh, also on the Obtuse Angles podcast every Monday. We do true crime, uh, weird news, pop culture, pro wrestling. That's obtuseangles.libson.com. We've been around forever in a freaking day there. And uh, kylefieldscomedy.com. I have not updated that in about a year. I don't know why I said it. Don't go there. Go there later. <laughs> go there after I've had. But yeah, man, I'm all, all forms of social media. Check it out. 
Yeah, and uh, you gave me the opportunity to say, guys, check out the Obtuse Angles podcast. Every episode is hashtag evergreen, man. Ah, so, um, you know, check it out. Uh, it's it, And what I mean by that is that they're timeless. If Because I, I didn't actually know what you meant by that, Kyle. I, maybe Thank it was you. just too high for it or whatever. But they're like timeless. You can go back and check out an episode and it's not like the content is irrelevant. Um, in fact, it's the contrary. We've been going back and it's a trove. It's a treasure trove. I appreciate so. it, man. Thank you, dude. Yeah. You know, when we started doing it, I thought to myself, okay, obviously we're not going to get a lot of listeners because who the hell are we, right? We're two Jack Hole comedians from Kentucky. But if we ever do get to the point where either one of us, let's be honest, it's going to be me. It's not going to be Jeremy. I hope he's listening <laughs> to Jeremy. If either one of us, probably me, does make it, then boom, you can go back. Oh, man, I didn't know that they did an episode on, you know, Jack the Ripper, which actually we haven't, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> we, yeah. We're going to do that soon. The Iceman, we're going to be doing, uh, you know, the, him the the uh, the hitman uh, the mafia hitman tomorrow so yeah man that's that's what we do it i it's designed for you to smoke and get high and watch it uh, listen to it you can watch it too stare at your old ipod why not do that too so, <laughs> yeah, um, and again as we've mentioned a couple times before i got a couple episodes that are designed to be listened to while you're high so just go there type it in the search bar it'll fuck with you it's fun you know, I don't know. I, it's funny. I've talked to some people and they're like, why would I want to be fucked with when I'm high? And I'm like, oh, I, OK, point taken. All right. I get that. <laughs> yeah. Some people just don't dig it, but I I, I dig it. So I listened to uh, the episodes and they were fun. So, folks, yeah, definitely get super baked. Check out uh, any episode, but definitely if you're getting super baked, check out those episodes because it's a fun I, I experiment on yourself. Sometimes you're like, what? Anyways, though, um, yeah, obtuse angles. It's basically on all streaming platforms. I listen on Spotify. Um, so, yeah, check it out, folks. So, Kyle, performance enhancing drugs, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Lance Armstrong, right? He was like an American hero. I mean, people were where everybody was wearing the armbands. And I'm not saying whatever he I'm sure he did admirable things for the studies of can't testicular cancer is that what it was? yeah right yeah he, uh, uh, he dude he had like brain cancer testicular cancer and something else that he overcame like it really is a crazy story yeah that part is super inspirational yeah absolutely and but the thing about it is that when it came out that he was on performance enhancing drugs obviously he took all the flack for it but i don't right. know if you've ever heard about it but it was like basically the only like the person that didn't take performance enhancing drugs like was like 19th in, in most races, yeah. you know, like there was so, 18 other people with Lance, you know, when that, it. when that news broke that like the first 18 people had been disqualified. Uh, I did this bit on the radio on the morning show I was on in Lexington. This is years ago, but basically like the night I, I, I pretended to be the guy who won. And, you know, we were calling that guy to tell him he won. And it was like, <laughs> it was like Morty Smith. You know what I mean? He was like, hello. What? <laughs> oh my God. Hey mom. <laughs> pretty much the only human being there that, you know, wasn't doping at the time, which is, I don't even still understand what doping. It's like some vampire shit. What is it? You like, they remove your blood and put it back in there. Or I don't even know. It's some crazy shit. Is my some thing is, is that they're doing something else now in, in all sports. That's Absolutely. that's my true, true opinion. You know what because I mean? Because they keep, they always consistently have stayed one step ahead of whatever the testing is. Right. Right. Well, and it's just like, it's kind of like the whole um, controversy, I guess, with spice, like it, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like every time, 
the government makes the chemical compound of which we know is spice illegal. The people that make spice just like slightly manipulate it. And that's why you <laughs> always see it in smoke shops. You know, what it, I mean? have like you ever never... smoked that shit? That is the most horrifying thing I've ever smoked in my life. <laughs> you know, honestly, uh, it's a scary story. You know, you have this is something I have never told on the podcast, I think. Um, when I first started smoking, so I didn't really have a handle on what I was even really doing. Right. Um, you know, like what I mean by that is like the first few times I smoked, it was like loaded, like somebody had it rolled up, you know, loaded in a bowl, whatever. And I had only smoked like two or three times. And so I purposely I, I was like, I didn't have those friends around at the time. And that day I was like, I want to get high. So I knew somebody that I thought would have weed and it was this girl. And I like went over, was smoking. She was like, oh yeah, you know, this, this weed's good. Like, um, you know, you probably only have to take one hit of it. Like that's all I have to, ever have to take. And, you're <laughs> be good. and I like, I just looking at it, didn't know any differently. Like it was just this like leafy green substance. Sure. So she kept just like loaded. She loaded it into a one hitter and I smoked it. And I, again, it only being my third time, like I'm sure the one hitter hitter kind of tasted like weed cause they had been smoking weed out of it. But then also like, I don't know, I wasn't uh, versed enough to be like, well, this tastes weird, you know? And I did, I couldn't say that it looked weird. I just, it was a leafy green substance again. So I smoked one bowl smoked another bowl and i was like you know you said this stuff you only had to take one hit like i don't really smoke that often like are you sure that this is like you know that like what i don't know i was just kind of doubting it so i just kept smoking it and there was this one point where my heart like all of a sudden i did start to feel it my heart was just like beating out of my chest and i went over to the sink and tried to get some water and tried to tear my heart out of my chest (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I tried tried to get some water and um you know, you I've had cotton mouth. I had had cotton mouth before and I was just like this is the most intense and it to this day yeah, it's the most yeah. intense cotton mouth I had ever had. Like it, it really was, is. It really is. I had water in my mouth, right? I had it on so I'm leaning to the left. I had it on my left cheek. I would like lean my head to the right, you know, and the water would come over to the right side of my mouth and by the time it hit the right side of my mouth, the left side of my mouth was completely dry. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. And it's scary. It was just scary. And so I I left and I ended up running into some friends on the way home. I was quite young at the time. Uh, uh you know, again, being the first time few, first few times I'd smoked and you were 9 years old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, just a little bit older than that, but uh so uh ran into some friends they're like man you don't look so good and i was like yeah no i'm not and they helped me like get a drink from a store and we went just to a park because i was like i ain't going home like this you know and i was laying on uh the on a bench with my shirt off they could see my chest beating or my heart beating through my chest oh my god and I was just like, I was having them run this water bottle. There was like this spigot nearby. This is how country of a town I grew up in. There's a spigot nearby. I'd have them run w- with a bottle, fill it up and like dump it all over my face. Give me a few drinks and then go and fill it up again. Right. I was just like dying. I was literally to the point where I was like praying <laughs> to God. Oh, I was like, yeah. I'm never going to do this again. Like, like my, I could look down and see my heart slamming through my chest. You were like that cartoon wolf whistling at the hot chick in the mask. You know what I'm talking about? The wolf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just 
fucking I, I had accepted that I was dying, but I was just trying to make amends right with the people that I needed to. And trying so to get right with the Lord. Yeah, I was trying to get right with the Lord. And so accepted that you were dying. Yeah, I, I ended up going home because I needed to go home and but I was still really, really high. But I was like, I got to play this off. You know, I can't let my parents know. And so part of being high, right? It's like figuring out what you don't do, what you would do if you weren't high, right? You're like, oh, like if I wasn't high, this is what I'd do, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do something that makes them think that I'm high, right? So I like sit out in the living room and they come in and I'm trying to watch TV and play it off like I'm cool and maybe they just won't like bother me. But apparently, so from, from my standpoint, I'm sitting there watching TV. I'm cool, calm, collected. I'm starting to feel a little bit better, right? From their perspective, I'm sitting there nodding off like a heroin addict. Oh, yeah. And I didn't even know that I was like bobbing off. Like I literally thought I was just looking at the TV. And so my mom, she was like, you okay? You know, and they were like kind of asking me about it. You okay? You okay? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Tried to play it off. Apparently, even then I was bobbing out. And she was like, all right, well, I'm going to the store. And here again, I was like, what would what would non-high me do? I'm going to the store with you. So I get up and I go to the store with her. And so we're grocery shopping and apparently I'm standing there and my knees are giving out. Oh my God. And I'm just trying to play it cool, you know, and um, we finally get up to the, to bagging. Th- I'm like bagging groceries for my mom. And I go down to get the bags under the, that like we, you bag your own groceries. Right. So I'm go- I go down to reach for the bags. I like kind of lose my balance and slam into the table. <laughs> like god. and i'm just like god damn you know i'm like at that point i real that's when i realized like i didn't know that my legs were given out that whole time um but when i like fell down and slammed in the table i was like yeah that's that's no good and so uh my mom at that point obviously knew i was fucked she, i mean she knew before i left right but um came back what did you do what did you do nothing nothing what did you do all right we're getting a drug test to, to like if you're not going to talk to us we're just like oh, you're obviously on drugs Let's see what it is. <laughs> and I was like, I smoked weed. I smoked weed, you know, and they still I still took the drug test. And guess what? I passed it because I didn't smoke weed and I hadn't smoked weed for over like a month. And ob- honestly, if I was just cool, if I would have just played cool, I, like, I, bitch, I told you I, I wasn't smoking. I, was, weed. I told you I wasn't smoking weed. I just don't feel good. <laughs> oh, yeah. But now I uh, I got, they got you trouble. on a technicality. So, I mean, did you tell them that it was this spice stuff and they got they were were they more pissed? Were they less pissed at the time? I didn't know it. It wasn't until about a year later that I realized what it was. I ended up talking to that person and being like, yo, what the fuck? She's like, I tried to tell you, you know, you only have to hit it once. And I was like, no, but you, you the thing is, you told me that was weed. Yeah. She was like, oh, I didn't mention to you that it was fake weed that we bought from a smoke shop. No, <laughs> that's a pretty important no. detail to leave out. Yeah. yeah, kind of. Now, this this chick is definitely in jail now, right? She's dead or in jail. There's no way that she's there's like a, a lawyer somewhere. Yeah, the, I don't think there is a possibility that she's a lawyer anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just put it nicely. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that was, uh, I don't know how we went down that alley. Oh, you, we were talking about spice and, uh, it's scary performance stuff, enhancing man. drugs. That's, yeah. That's Dude, that's, you know, I, I smoked it a couple of times, you know, when I was younger and every time it was horrifying. I, I don't think it was ever that scary. I wasn't out doing, you know, Ric Flair flops in the produce section. <laughs> 
Aldi or whatever, like you were. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I remember, you know, one time I smoked it and a buddy of mine was playing a video game. He smoked it too. And I'm at his house. He's in his room playing this PS3 game or whatever. And he's screaming, I'm a robot. I'm a robot. And in my <laughs> spiced out mind, I'm thinking, oh my God, he thinks he's a robot and he's going to come in here and kill me. And I, I got really scared. And then I thought, wait a minute, I could cut my dick off at any moment. Like that was a real what? thought. Yeah. Like <laughs> in my head, it all became too real. Like in my head, for some reason, I thought, you know what? Nothing is stopping me from going in that kitchen and cutting my dick off. I'm not going to do it, but, but I could if I wanted. And like, imagine and it was, the possibilities, <laughs> dude. Ser like, I was horrified I was gonna go cut my own penis off. Like, that's the like, you know what? What doesn't do that to you? Weed. I've never been horrified I was gonna cut my own penis off while high on marijuana. I mean, don't get me wrong, I could, but it'd be by accident. I wouldn't like, you know, Jedi mind trick. I wouldn't like be in there standing over the sink with a you know pair of garden shears, going, "Whoa, what's going on here? Shit." <laughs> That's crazy, yeah. man. That's crazy. I like the legit just buy buy cocaine, buy ecstasy, buy do, do not smoke spice. Like if you have to fucking have a bigger fix, that spice is like the like I would if I had a kid and I caught him uh I don't know, fucking snorting rails of molly off a stripper's ass, I would be significantly less upset than if I saw him with a pack of spice because Absolutely. that is horrifying shit. Yeah, I just googled spice cuz I'm just like what the fuck is spice? And so on drugabuse.gov folks if you want to read about it, there's an article on what are synthetic cannabinoids um but what I found pretty alarming just right off the bat is that it says because the chemical composition of many synthetic cannabinoid products is unknown and may change from batch to batch these products are likely to contain substances that cause radic sorry, dramatically different effects than the user might expect. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, some of the uh, effects which I can say that I experienced them is, you know, paranoia, um, symptoms of psychosis, check, altered perception. Check. Yeah. Altered perception, and by that I mean I thought I was totally cool but I wasn't, yeah, I was I'm not cool, aware man. of my, yeah, good, I was not man. aware of how I was carrying myself hallucinations. I mean, I heard voices at a certain point. That's ultimately why I started praying to God. Cause I was like, oh I mean, this God. is real. Oh I was like, God. this is real shit. And so, uh, you know, when people start talking to you, you're like, well, well I better start making things right. <laughs> you know, he, head shops should really be ashamed of themselves, like for for selling that. Like the ones that sell that shit, that's that's horrifying. Right. That is like, I mean, they should honestly. You should feel worse about yourself than if you, you know, sell blow or whatever. Like, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying because that shit, man. That's uh, I, I couldn't figure out how to open my laptop, and it didn't have a latch. Like, I just couldn't figure it out. I was just like, how does, I don't, oh my, why? Like, you, I'm, I'm just staring at this fucking laptop. I couldn't figure out how to turn the TV on with the remote. And I did that every day. You right. know, I mean, it's it's scary. Because the, the misconception is, oh, well, this is legal weed. So this is like weed, but it's right. more safe. And maybe the, I mean, that was my misconception at the time. Hopefully people are smarter about it now. But man, that shit is the real deal. That is, I that's mean, a you're, joke, man. 
Yeah, man. I, I read an article about one guy, and this is horrifying. I, I, I hate to even put this image in, but he, he smoked it and he went around biting kittens' lips off. Oh yeah, Jake. I know. I know that's fucked up. I, sorry, I almost stopped myself halfway <laughs> through it, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a bit too. But my point is that after I smoked that shit, I went, yeah, I, I understand that. Not that it's right. Yeah. It's horrifying, no, I mean, but it, it's yeah, it's fucked up. I mean, there's uh, articles that I've read about um, hemorrhages, so like brain bleeding, um, strokes, uh, heart problems, which. Again, I saw my heart beating out of my chest. Like I don't think that's, yeah, that's normal. Scary, especially for like a just a just becoming a teenager, right? So I was really young. Um, I had a friend for a while who smoked spice regularly by choice, and would just every so often just be having a seizure in the middle of the smoke sesh. It was just crazy. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my God. How do you, Oh no. Oh, did they know they were seizing? Um, not entirely. No. I mean, we would, they would be told when they came back to kind of reality when and, they came back to the land of the living. Yeah. yeah. And would just kind of be like, Oh yeah. I mean, that's spice <laughs> and oh my God. light up some more. But it's not fun. That's my thing is like, I understand why, you know, some drugs are fun. Right. That's not, that's not fun. Like what, yeah. a, what about that is fun? Well, you know what, what about I, that? <laughs> and my thing is like, it, it's, it, if it was, let's say it was a consistent product. I mean, sure. There's a product for everything. Some people like fucking relish. I don't get it. I do. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't get it. I don't know. I was just trying to find something easy. Sure. I, I, I could was short on the yeah but anyways uh yeah i mean the i'm not trying to harsh anybody's mellow but again the big point that i was just trying to make is that this stuff is not consistent and like i say i can't i'm not sure how to google what i was trying to say earlier but i'm pretty sure the reason it remains on the shelf is because every time they make the compound whatever it might be in its current form illegal they just switch it up slightly again it's synthetic yeah. so. it's like bath salts right i mean it's kind of the same deal i, had I believe so I had a buddy they just label it, label it non, not for consumption, you know, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then, then it has a winking man's face. On it. <laughs> yeah, right. What is that? No, is our our mascot has something in his eye. It's not, <laughs> he's not winking at you. I'd like to see that argued in court. Um, <laughs> did I? I don't know because this is like my third appearance in the show, so I don't know what stories I've told. Did I tell the story of a buddy of mine that uh, smoked bath salts and broke into that house? I don't think so. I do not think so. Yeah, Butter man. I and again, I mean, this was the same deal where, you know, I saw him on bath salts one time and, and think, you know, God, he's clean now, which is great. But I saw him on bath salts one time and he was like in his basement with the lights off, looking under the couch to find the monsters, quote unquote. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So but then. He, he he smokes it and he starts driving around this this neighborhood in Kentucky. Yes, where he's from, and he sees his brother in the seat next to him in the front of the van. But his brother wasn't there, and his brother tells him, "Hey, stop and go inside of that house right there." So he parks the van. He goes and he obviously can't get into this locked house, so he punches through it like the fucking Terminator, 
and uh, his hands are bleeding. He unlocks the door and he walks into the master bedroom where the couple who live there are awoken to the image of this strange man standing over top of them with bloody hands. Thank oh God. God. Thank God the cops weren't. Well, the cops were called. I should say, thank God they didn't blow his fucking head off. Yeah. Well, yeah. straight up. Yeah. Jesus yeah, bro. Christ. But I mean, seriously, like those are those are the real scared straight stories, right? Like that's the shit that like because I hear that and I go, yeah, I never want to even look at bath salts. I don't even mm -hmm. want to fuck with that shit. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's crazy is that those stories were all told I don't mean to go to like a cliche line, but all those, the stories that we're basically telling that are actual stories, like they, these stories were fabricated about substances like LSD and psilocybin. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And see, that's the issue that I've thought my whole life is that I was raised with weed lumped in with, you know, crack and smack and, you know, fucking every yeah. hard drug. Right. And then you smoke weed when you're a teenager. And again, hopefully it's different now. This was like 2002 and you go, holy shit, wait a minute. Uh, and, and, and again, to be fair, you can't have some really scary experiences yeah. on weed, but it's going to it's going to involve you writing it out in your bed listening to incubus right <laughs> you know what i mean as opposed to breaking into a stranger's house and bleeding on their furniture right or having a brain hemorrhage because the substance just is you know destroys your brain right you can process so, cannabinoids you know right so when so. i smoke this you know when i'm 16 or 15 for the first time and it you know the whole world didn't fall apart not not that i imagined it would but i really was scared right sure and then you, you go well what the fuck else are they lying about yeah, you know, exactly it's and the and, scariest thought right there and then you can't trust anything and yeah. then well i mean bath salts i mean fuck they lied to me about the fucking weed right you know? yeah so yeah that's yeah that's a scary scary thought right there for sure we tried it to we've talked about that a similar idea i mean i always say that i'm thankful that i didn't I didn't end up coming to that conclusion, Kyle, because I did come to the conclusion of like, what else are you lying to me about type of thing? Absolutely. I, I think that's dangerous. You know, absolutely. I remember, you know, again, when I was a kid, I became a smoker. God, I smoked for 11 years and I, you know, cigarettes. Right. And I fucking hated it, you know, and and I it's remember kind of I, I would ask my mom, I would ask my mom, hey, mom why do people smoke? You know, because I know because you hear all the bad shit about cigarettes, which is awful. And that's why you shouldn't. But you never hear, hey, it's relaxing. It gives you a nicotine rush and blah, blah, right. blah, because then you go, OK, so it's got these good parts, but all of these bad parts outweigh it as opposed to this mysticism behind the drug. And well, let me just try Absolutely. it to see, you know, what? like and. I don't know. I mean, if I knew all of that going in, I don't know Would I have still smoked. Maybe, but maybe not, you know, because yeah. it was different. Exactly. Yeah. I was just going to say like, that's kind of, it's like the same thing. I think they learned when they, I can't think of what the term is right now, but it's when they were trying to teach, it was like a really conservative slash religious movement where they were just like, we're not going to teach you about sex at all. Condoms? No, thank you. Oh, abstinence. Yeah. yeah that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's, oh, uh, God, man. Yeah. And yeah, you know, that approach again, just doesn't work making it instead of just being honest, you, you make it some mis mystical thing that would would and often does backfire. Like what are, else are you lying to me about? You know, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, again, hey, sex is evil. Sex is the devil. Sex is a sin. Sex is blah, 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 blah. 
and then they do it because you're a fucking human being not even you're a human being you're a living creature and your right. urge is to procreate and it's never going to be stronger than it is right fucking now but you're being told you can't fucking do it because you'll go to hell what do you <laughs> think is going to fucking happen and all of a sudden they do it. Oh, and then, then you know, you, you don't learn about fancy things like pulling out. Right. And then all, <laughs> and then boom, now you're a fucking 15 year old dad. Congratulations. Right. You, don't le- <laughs> you don't learn those, t- those quality tier moves like pulling out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the subtle nuances of, of, of... <laughs> but I mean, you know, again, I, it's, I think something has, um, uh, as elementary, God, this is going to sound so funny. Uh, as elementary as as prejaculate, like that's the things that needs to be learned in school. Hey, right. obviously a load is going to get you pregnant. We'll prejack. Well, here's the thing: if you piss in between, no, right? That's the shit. That, <laughs> and I and I say I say that jokingly, but how many pregnancies would have been created if there was an understanding of that? You know. Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. I I mean, and I just think it all ties back to the weed shit. Like you said earlier, man, it's all just let's be honest and transparent about these things. So the, so kids, because again, kids are going to get high. They're going to fuck. But you know, when they do, they don't fuck without a condom. They pull out, they don't smoke bath salts, right? Like, let's be real. These are the things that we should be preventing as opposed to don't you ever smoke this sticky icky. Right. (laughs) I really think it may come down, and I don't know, I'm just high right now, so I just came up with a bright idea, so I'm going to run with it, right? Um, I think it may come down to the, like, I feel like adults, certain adults, like, really want, like, a level of control, and they also don't want, like, think about it, when kids ask you so many fucking questions, so many fucking questions, like, it's just like at a certain point, I'm sure, I mean, it's a, it's a joke, it's a cliche, like, Jesus Christ, stop asking questions, right? Can I get this kid out of the house? You know, everybody's talking about how parents are going crazy because their kids are in the house from coronavirus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think like maybe an approach, and again, we're talking about it right now that it's a, fa- a provenly failed approach, but it's just like, hey, let's just dumb it down, make it simple, put it in a box. And if we do it this way, maybe we'll get less questions. Less- questions, right? I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. But I mean, I think it also comes from a history of that information slowly only opening up a little bit per generation, right? Right. I mean, you go from, oh, gay people don't exist to, well, gay True. people exist, but they can they can do their stuff behind closed doors to uh, now it's more open. You know what I'm saying? Like right. over, over the years, that's just kind of, and it's, I'm not saying it's right, it isn't, it's bad, but it's just how society wants to slowly talk about these things that they deem to be uncomfortable and okay, now we'll talk about it a little bit more, but we're not going to pull the curtain back all the way because that's too icky to talk about. You right. know, yeah, we'll talk about sex. We'll mention that sex is a thing and it makes babies and all that, but we're not going to talk about this because that's too icky, right? So it's just the time and the erosion of the bullshit socially. <laughs> Absolutely. And just on the note of, do you have something? Oh, just on the note of, uh, I can't remember who was talking about this the other day. I think it was on some discord chat that I was on or something, but we were talking about like this person was trying to say that, you know, it's the cut you've heard this on Fox news or whatever, you know, right. Crazy right wing. You usually hear it on like right wing media, which is like these people, you know, usually it's these liberals. Right. But I'm just going to keep it like just 
these people are coming in and they're trying to force their way of life on us. Right. Mm -hmm. You hear it like just in multiple different frames. Right. Yeah. And so, um, the Starbucks cup fiasco bullshit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I just think it's interesting that like, that seems to be something. Yeah. That comes from, I mean, I honestly feel in my experience and consider it anecdotal, but it, it seems to come from people that I'm surrounded with that are religious. They're like, you know, Absolutely. pot's legal. So now the whole uh, state's going to go to shit, you know? And um, another example is like, well, let me just put it this way. Like, I really feel like we're just adding options, you know? Absolutely. Like, so abortion's legal. Absolutely. Oh, now they're, it's not like everybody's forcing you to get an abortion. And I just think it's interesting because like I went and- Kids, they're going to be out there <laughs> dropping clips willy nilly. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, I was grocery shopping um, on a Sunday and I got a lot of, a lot, I mean, on my groceries for the week, I was just trying to get everything. I think there was a football game on later. This was about a year and a half ago. Um, and I was just, you know, trying to get my stuff for the week. Um, got up to the register and getting, you know, checked out. And the lady's like, oh, sir, um, it's not 12 yet. And I just, I was getting my wallet out cause I was getting ready to pay. Right. But I stopped and I got my, got my watch out and I was like, Oh yeah, it's, it's 11 15. You're right. And, uh, she just stared at me. Right. And I'm just <laughs> like, so how, what, how much do I, uh, how much do I owe you? And she's like, sir, it's not noon yet. And I was like, uh, indeed, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know what, what, what we were. And she like kind of, pointed her head you know towards the like the where my stuff was still she hadn't scanned all my stuff yet and uh i had a bottle of jack daniels there and she's like we can't serve you alcohol before noon and i was like oh okay she's like but if you want to i can undo this all you can you know get out of line and just wait you know 45 minutes and then you can (laughs) buy this and i was like no really it's not that big of a deal i wasn't even buying that for today i'm buying it you know for later this week i've got friends coming over and stuff like and I was just like, whatever. Um, but it's just funny because that law, those law, those types of laws, this, you know, Sunday, no drinking laws tend to come from, well, I mean, think about it, Sunday, right? And so Absolutely. It's obviously get too drunk and not go to church. Right. Well, and I just think it's, it's hilarious to me that it's like, yeah, that's the reasoning. And it's like, I wasn't even buying it for that morning. It's not like, you know before the clock struck 12 that that bottle was going to be down the hatch, you know, I, uh, by all means, I still could have made it to church. I didn't. Um, but you know, I just, it's interesting to me that, um, you know, the argument from that side often is that like, Hey, you're forcing our way of life or your way of life on us. But then like, we're really just offering options. Whereas like that was literally a way of forcing their way of life on me. I wasn't even oh, yeah. going to consume I mean, that that's, today. That's kind of the argument of the whole side though. Right. Is right. You know, it doesn't apply until it gets to me. Right. Like right. With, with Dick Cheney, gay people aren't real. Oh, my daughter's gay. Oh dude, we should all accept gay people, man. Like uh, <laughs> Maggie McCain recently, you know, was absolutely was against uh, paternity leave or maternity leave. And then she gets a kid and then she goes, oh, we should definitely have it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, right, man. So it's crazy. It's like only when it happens to you, then we should do something about it. But if it doesn't happen to you, then, you know, that's manifest destiny, right? There. <laughs> that's right. That's the way it's just supposed to be. Come on, guys. 
Well, it's crazy. I think like Texas, for it's, it's one of those southern states. They have like one abortion clip clinic open, and it's kind of like a nudge. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. a nudge at like, okay, yeah, abortion's legal, yeah, but if we'll you want it, it, you gotta fucking drive up to this, you know, yuppie neighborhood that nobody lives in, right? Yeah. Um, nobody that needs the service lives in, rather. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's gonna be I mean, open. You're gonna have to cross through the family double dare obstacle course to get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the double dare obstacle course of protesters that you have to get through who are screaming at you. But oh my god, yeah, man, that's that's a real thing. That's a real thing. Yeah, I love. Have you you've seen the newest season of Beavis and Butthead? And by newest, it was like released a few years ago. On no, MTV I haven't. I, I watched about probably one or two episodes of it, and I loved it. And the fact that I haven't seen it, it actually bothers me. So no, I, you, well, thanks for touching a raw nerve. I appreciate it. <laughs> if you want to see it, I don't mean to give Jeff Bezos any more money, but it is on Amazon. Uh, oh, okay. I ended oh. up. He's already getting there. my money anyway. Well, I, I guess he <laughs> yeah. just stepped down. So Jeff Bezos and some other dude who looks like a super villain are going to be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, there's like an episode where I just love the spin that they put on it. Um, you know, Beavis and Butthead walk up and there's these protesters and there's this guy with an air horn and he's like, there's a bunch of whores in there, you know, and he's like, <laughs> they, uh, Butthead's like, what? There's a bunch of whores in there, <laughs> you know, and they're like, that's freaking awesome. You know, and they're trying to get in and everything. And I just, I love their spin. I, you know, I always love Mike Judge's spin on things. So that's hilarious. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love that, man. No, I, uh, yeah, you know, comedian Stuart Huff, he's one of the best comics I've ever seen as a bit about the time that he had to take his girlfriend to an abortion clinic and, you know, she got an abortion and all these people are outside and they're protesting and they're calling him an asshole and blah, 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 blah. And, um, and it costs like, and I don't know, I don't want to do the whole bit, but it's, it's basically the gist of the bit is that, you know, at the end of the day, he sees the homeless guy. And when they step out of the abortion clinic after she gets the abortion, all the protesters are gone. And Stuart looks at the homeless guy and he says, hey, uh, where do they all go? And the homeless guy goes, uh, who? And Stuart says, the Christians. And the homeless guy says, there were no Christians here today. You know, and it's just like the most like yeah. point poignant, you know, fucking message. And then at the end of the bit, the homeless guy asked for three dollars. It's really a great bit. You should check it out. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. I'll have to. That's, that it's, sounds awesome. Now that I butchered it, now that I butchered one of the best bits by the, one of the greatest comedians alive, please go check it out. Hey, but it's man, true, though, man. You're just following in my spirit. I butcher comedians jokes on this fucking show all the time. Good. I, I love. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's my trademark. Right. You know, taking a good joke and making it bad. So <laughs> Speaking of, of of trademarks, I found a story. If you want to, if you want to talk about a story really quickly, yeah, hit me. I'll uh, kind of take us to uh, obtuse angles. We we do obtuse riffs the news, and I just this just came across the wire. And by the wire, I mean there we go, there we go. I mean <laughs> fark.com. Uh, this is from the Sun. Kim Jong Un bans non-socialist hairdos tight jeans and earrings as North Koreans face arrested face being arrested for breaking rules. What? So, yeah. Only, <laughs> what does that even mean? You, you can socialist oh, haircuts. 
Absolutely. Uh, Kim Jong-un has ordered the fashion police to take this to the streets or to crack down on a non-socialist hairdo. Excessively long or spiky hair will land men with an enforced strip to the barbers <laughs> where, <laughs> where workers have an approved list of 15 very similar styles or arrest in prison for repeat wow. offenders. So when I was a kid, my mom used to spike my hair up. I just couldn't imagine like coming out and they're like, young man, come over here. And it's like, what's going on? You are a socialist. Get in the back of my car. You know, like I don't, I I don't, (laughs) to be fair, I wore that hair dial, that hairdo for a way longer than I should have. And at some (laughs) point putting me in a North Korean prison camp might not have been too far punishment. Cause it was, I do, I do feel like in this, I have found my calling in that I would love to go around and arrest people for having terrible haircuts. Oh, you could do that. That'd be, that'd be killer. <laughs> Dude, honestly, they probably would love to have an American do that job. You and should apply. Your, your reward for having a terrible haircut is to get an even worse haircut. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying like if if they have a mullet, you turn it into a skullet or something like that, like real punishment, like the whole Kogan? Yes, absolutely. Except, <laughs> you know, if it's North Korea, then it's like if you have a mullet, then you walk out with the Kim Jong-un, of course. You know what's funny about that is I don't really see, I'm looking at the approved hairstyles, and they really are all, I don't know. You know what's funny is none of them really look like Kim Jong-un, so I wonder if he's like, no, this is my shit. I'm owning This is my trademark, <laughs> bitch. Copyright. This is my fucking shit. Yeah, I copy. Dude, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, they might not be the worst thing now that I'm thinking about it. If you've ever been to a county fair on a Saturday night, <laughs> 15 approved hairstyles might not be the worst thing to happen to <laughs> certain parts of Illinois. Oh man. Yeah. No, tell me about it. Especially the, yeah, the further down you go. Um, but um, so, you know, speaking of ha- getting your hair done and everything else, you know, Kyle, what do you think about the fact that uh, Joe Exotic had his uh, limo pulled up, ready to get out of prison, banking on that Trump pardon? Um, didn't get I didn't it. Know this? I didn't know. I've not heard this. Oh, this is, g- g- you got to Google it. Uh, Google oh Joe Exotic had his limo, you know, limo ready. He had no. this thing. He had this thing parked. It was ready to go. He was saying, "I can't wait to get my hair done. It's been so long since I've gotten my hair done," <laughs> and so. Um, and he did not get that pardon. He did not get the pardon. I cannot uh, believe I didn't hear this story. I'm looking at it right now. This is and amazing. I, I just have to say the the best I think meme I saw on on this when it was like when when Joe Biden pays you know for his pardon it was that the classic I will never financially recover from this meme. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh my God! I, I'm telling you. You know, that came out at the beginning of the quarantine. I watched that Tiger King. It's I it I it might it might be time for a rewatch. It really might be. I was hoping for a I, I look, Joe Exotic's a, a horrible person from oh, what, I, what I hear. Absolutely. Um, but I can't lie and say I wasn't looking forward to a season two. The prospect of a season two, I'm saying oh, I'm, Jesus I'm just Christ. saying if we're locked in if we're locked in our house much longer, I need a season two of Tiger King. 
I can just see the trailer right now, him being like, I'm going to get my life back together. It's time. And then all of a sudden, like, he's back. Oh, my God, I'm getting <laughs> goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he was a far worse person than was even shown on the oh, documentary. Yeah. I heard that they uh, specifically I heard that they cut out a lot of his uh, slurs, that he had plenty of slurs that he was throwing. Oh, around. I bet. Yeah, that wouldn't have really if, if they if included probably wouldn't have made it as wide of a hit as it was. They really removed a lot of, uh, I mean, obviously, right. It's, it's a Netflix story, right? So they're sure. going to remove what, what they want to tell the story that they want. But yeah, I heard that. Well, things. And, and I think as well that the documentary, and I understand why they did it, not to say that it was right, but they tried to have it both ways. I think that in the, at the beginning of the documentary, they were like, Hey, look at this kooky, weird character guy. And right. you're like, Oh, I love this guy. He's awesome. Mm -hmm. And then later it's like, but he also shoots tigers in the back of the head and his fiance was turned on drugs. And you're like, Oh God, no, wait, hold on. Wait a minute. Right. So, you know, I, I get that they want to have it both ways, but yeah, because at the beginning, it, yeah, absolutely. They're like, they, okay, let's cut all this out. Let's come and let's just present this side of the guy. But Jesus Christ, man, what a, what a fucking asshole. Like what a piece of shit he is, man. Just goddamn. But again, I, I would like to see it. I'd watch it. I'd watch it. I can't say I'd I would. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'd be a hypocrite. I'll tell you I'd be a hypocrite. I'd watch every fucking episode of it. I mean, like, with quotes like I'm I'm gay as a three dollar bill and I'm standing in a cage with five full grown tigers and lions. How could you not love this fucking show? Oh, my God. Like, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's like, honestly, he really was like the ultimate Republican. You yep. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, I like the whole bootstraps fucking, you know, self promote. Like he did it all. I yeah. mean, you know, that involved he even ran. He even ran, you know, for that's, right. that's the craziest part, you know, he ran for office and he had no fucking idea what office was. He had no clue, man. He, yeah. That just the, to see him giving out condoms. <laughs> it was just like, man, you know what though? I, that's brilliant. I think him giving out condoms with his face and shit on it. That's <laughs> yeah. great marketing because what he did was he leaned in to all True. of the bullshit that people could have said about him. You know, when he was like, oh, I'm gay and I have tigers and I got, you know, it's like, you know, he's got no dirt. And obviously we do know that he had dirt, but you know what I mean? Like in his mind, he's like, well, if I just throw all this, it's kind of like what Donald Trump did when Trump ran right before he ran, he had that roast of all of the comedians like throwing their right. shit at him. And I'm telling you, dude, that was a psychological, and I'm not the first one to say this, but that was a psychological thing. Okay. Okay. Come at me with all your dirt and then I'm going to run for president. And now what are you going to say? It's yeah. kind of the same thing. Right. And I'm not saying I like Trump. God, no, but that was a really smart way of going about it. So, you know, Joe exotic, man, Joe exotic and Trump bringing it full circle. Yeah. I, honestly, I, that might've been one Trump decision. I would have supported if he would have fucking, <laughs> yeah I, I definitely would i mean i would have been uh i definitely would have tuned in is all i would i, I can't believe he had a limo oh my god that is mwah. that is oh that's gorgeous that's Isn't beautiful that the best <laughs> that mind is wasted in prison that oh, mind it, it needs to be mined oh my god it needs he to be literally used. you should see some of these uh quotes though now that he's saying he's saying that now that he's uh been in a cage that he could never put another living thing in a cage and um when he gets out well, he's sure. gonna shut down 
Carol Baskin's oh, thing geez. and everybody's gonna, thing, you know. He's gonna make that baby face turn, man. Gonna make that bitch Carol Baskin pay. <laughs> but uh, what? man, I just would kill to have like even a fraction of the confidence level that that man possesses because, like, man. I can be pretty confident, but I don't think I'll ever be like in a tiger cage with a sequin button up shirt running for president confident. And, you know, but that's what separates you and me and all of us from him is that he willed everything into existence just through the sheer confidence through the and again, he was a horrible piece of shit. I'm not saying he wasn't, but he possessed that sociopathic politician gene where I don't give a fuck who I step on or cut out of my life or use up every part of I'm going to use them to propel myself forward towards my ultimate self glorification. And God damn, he did it. He did it to the point where he I mean, at least ran for fucking governor of Oklahoma, for Christ's sake. God, I mean, think about that. Unbelievable, man. It's, I mean, it really is the American dream. <laughs> it's the American dream. Yeah. You know, you got one beer in one hand, a cigarette barely hanging out of your mouth, and Trump's art, deal, art of the deal in the other. And that's America, <laughs> baby. That's America. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> speaking of America, we got vaccines rolling out. And I'll tell yeah. you, when I get mine, I'm never wearing a mask again. I'm just joking. I'm joking. I know that you still have to wear a mask. I'll continue to wear a mask. Um, but COVID, you know, it's really put a damper on our satanic sex rituals that we've been having. You know, it sucks, bro. That sucks, yeah. man. Really hard I, to get a hold of babies nowadays, too. Yeah, it really is, man. It's like, I mean, I can only get off in the middle of a flaming pentagram. I've talked about that before. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's more difficult now. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think? I mean, look, I uh, don't know anything about stocks but what do you think about the whole GameStop? why everybody's talking about it why don't we talk Dude, about it the GameStop I, yeah. amc thing i know so embarrassingly little about you know i mean I, I read the rundown of what happened and all that but i'm so disconnected from the financial intricacies that's i can't even pronounce that goddamn word see that that's how that's how disconnected <laughs> i fucking am. i think that we starting to take hold so i think we might be rounding about the 40 gram right now <laughs> Um, yeah, no, dude, I, as, as much as I, as I know about it, I do think it's fascinating that it's exposing the social, uh, hypocrisy of, well, we can fuck you, but the moment you start to fuck us, we got to shut it down. That's just the way it is. Well, I thought, look, look guys, it doesn't work if you start fucking us a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Socially, we it have was to interesting that like, yeah, like you say, it was, the, it wasn't like, from what I understand, and I don't understand a lot about it but um it's not like it was like the sec that that stopped it down or shut it down it's not like like the the system itself the officials it's not like they were like hey this is not okay it was the players yeah exactly so robin hood uh which you know is basically like put stock trading in everybody's hand they obviously stopped allowing people to buy the stock and i think other places did as well like uh td ameritrade and Basically, every place that a normal person would be able to interact with the stock market, you know, from home or whatever, like but they kind of. Sh- the, 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 well, the fact that Robinhood and Ameritrade has skin in their own game, you see what I'm saying? Like, true. Like the fact that they benefit when they shut it the fuck down, right? So it's not like 
That's it's very not, true. I didn't it's think not like, that. yeah, it's not like the referees are making the rules. It's like if in the middle of the game, LeBron was like, okay, this is four points now. Wait, what? No, hold on. That's not, that's not the fuck how it works, but that's what's essentially happening. So that, I mean, that that's disgusting. But again, I know so little about it and I feel, I want to passionately yell about it, but I, I know that at some point I'm going to say, and maybe I already have, say yeah. something so unbelievably uneducated that uh, <laughs> a, a fucking passerby is going to laugh until they fucking, you know, run into the back of a bus. And I don't want that. Hey, I, I you know what though? My hands. I, you know, I think that some people listen to, to me and and to us, you know, to make them feel better about themselves. So if they, you know, if, it, well, good. if they, yeah, I mean, at least to, they got that right. If you want to listen to a couple of dumb people talking about drugs. We are your stop. Welcome to the Chillinoy podcast. Hell yeah. I love it. <laughs> a couple of dumb people talking about stupid shit. That sounds like our podcast too. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I just think it's interesting. Cause like, you know, you'd love to talk. I think it's the SEC that that runs kind of. I'm, that's probably showing how stupid I am. The Southeastern Eastern Conference. That's right. Yeah, a lot of big uh, names in that. You got Alabama Security well. Exchange Commission. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I I would have said the same thing. Uh, but I feel like, do they? Um, I don't even know how to ask the question. Do they? Uh, operate the stock market i don't know regulate the stock uh, yeah market. yeah i i do man um i believe yeah i i know that here's what's funny about that oh, a lot of my knowledge comes from the movie the wolf of wall street so mm-hmm. there you uh, go yeah no same here same here yeah <laughs> so the sec that's the only reason i even know what the sec yeah. is they were like hammering down on him so thank you to um wolfie <laughs> and uh you know leonardo great DiCaprio movie. that great movie Let's just yeah. talk about how great that movie is for about oh my minutes. god i could do that yeah. That is such a good movie. It's just because the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, this is fantastic. But I didn't realize how comedically brilliant it was until the second time I watched it. You know, because a a lot of kind of off kilter comedies are that way, you know, like. um, Yeah, definitely. uh, uh, The Big Lebowski and shit like that. It's like it kind of takes you uh, one whole viewing to get attuned to the vibe of it. So then when you come in from the beginning, it's like, holy shit, this is brilliant. There's even some movies that I've watched when I watch it by myself. It's not as funny that it's, it's kind of like the same thing as a comedy club. You know, you kind of have to feed off Absolutely. of each other's energy, you know, like, wow, this yeah. movie is so stupid or so funny, whatever it might be. Um, but yeah, I just Googled what regulates the stock market. And it says on the federal level, the primary securities regulator is the Securities and Exchange Commission. So my point is, and I'm kind of going to. Uh, hey, in the spirit of what you what I was saying earlier, I'm going to butcher some other comedian's joke. Bill Burr was talking about uh, this topic, actually, and he was kind of like, you know, you'd think you'd yell at the SEC or, you know, whoever regulates the stock market. But like they're they aren't the person that's like yelling at the uh, person behind the counter when your flight's late. Like she's just she just showed up there and lives in Atlanta. She doesn't like, she doesn't own the airline. Right. You're not going to get through to the airline owner by yelling at this person either. So yelling at the sec does no good. Cause again, it's like the players kind of shut it all down. Right. So, you know, who I picture when you said, you know, you kind of Google who operates the stock market. Remember mm-hmm. that show deal or no deal. Remember that the banker, the shadowy yeah. figure, <laughs> you remember the shadow. It was up in the yellow window, a silhouette of a guy in the window who talked on the phone. That's who I picked. So that's that one guy. And he, he, he picks up the phone and the stocks go up or they go down. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Prove me. That's I love not it. how it works. That is the, no, he, that is pro. Yeah. That is what that guy does. I think on when he's not on deal or no deal, he's picking up the phone and making other ominous phone calls. 
See, that's um, I, that's how I want, you know, we were talking earlier about how when you teach kids things and you make it very simple, that's how we need to tell our kids how the stock market works. Because to, <laughs> to me, that's a truth I want to believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a guy. Sure, yeah. Yeah, have Howie Mandel, you know, get on get on stage. You're just like, okay, you know, this is how it, this is how it all works. This is where you buy trades. And you see that guy up in the window, the silhouette, the silhouette of that guy up in the window. Yeah, he's actually running it all. So, uh, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. The, the Great Depression was because he came down with the Spanish flu. Believe it or not, <laughs> right. come in for two weeks. All right. So uh, this is uh, fresh off the wire. No, it's not off the wire. It's not fresh off the wire. It's uh, from Friday. The Associated Press reports, I always feel uh, official when I say that, that Jamaica is facing a marijuana shortage. No, no. Oh, my God. How the fuck is that even possible? That's like it's like Heinz having a ketchup shortage. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, here we go. It's fucking climate change. I'm joking. I'm not sure that it is climate change. It's climate change. Heavy rains during last year's hurricane season pummeled marijuana fields that were later scorched in the drought that followed, causing tens of thousands of dollars and lots of delicious marijuana. The article doesn't say that. Uh, to go to waste. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so... It destroyed everything, said Danielle Basra, who grows marijuana in the southwest part of Jamaica in a historical village called, I'm not even going to try to say it. Um, Well, I'll try to say it. Maybe if you guys want to Google it, Akampong, A-C-C-O-M-P-O-N-G. So uh, that sounds like apparently it's a historical village. I went there on my honeymoon, yeah. Really? No, no. (laughs) No. I was like, wow, was the weed good? (laughs) Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, why do you think they have a shortage, motherfucker? I left with a big old backpack. (laughs) I have never seen a picture or depiction of Jamaican weed that looked any better than literally a leafy shit in a bag. Yeah. And it may, be, I mean, that may be the, the fact that, I mean, that's the case. I don't know. I mean, it's a big part of their culture, but who's to say that they don't have their certain, you know, kind of flavor, which may be just less intoxicating. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. socially. Right? Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think what you see generally, what Justine was just describing is like, if you're just on the beach and some fella approaches you um, and has, you know, weed, um, it's generally not like the weed we see in the stores, but if you go to a dispensary in uh, Jamaica, which our f- good friend Mike Malcolm went to a few, they definitely have some. Um, I hate to say American-looking weed, but that's kind of what I would uh, I would say it is. The good I feel like, stuff. Yeah, USA, USA. Is that cold? Is that cultural appropriation? Like I don't know. Like are we? <laughs> so like, I, I don't, don't know. know. I mean, that's what our. I mean, our goddamn flag should just be appropriated from everything else. <laughs> yeah. True very very true so yeah i mean i guess this one farmer lost more than eighteen thousand dollars in recent months and cultivated only 300 pounds compared to an average of seven to eight hundred pounds because i say only 300 pounds you know compared to his average of seven to eight hundred pounds uh that they normally produce so um Activists say they believe the pandemic and loosening of Jamaica's marijuana laws has led to an increase in local consumption that has contributed to the scarcity, even if the pandemic has put a dent in the arrival of ganja-seeking tourists. 
See, it always so. gets me. So basically what they're saying is, yeah, even though we have had less tourists coming in, the laws have changed and the locals are smoking more. That happens every time. Remember when Illinois fucking went legal and I felt like, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but there were shortages, right? Up front, weren't there shortages yeah. of weed? How the fuck do you ever underguess how much people love smoking weed? Right. Like how, how do you do that in Jamaica, for Christ's sake? Oh, I can't believe that we didn't have enough weed here in Jamaica. For all the Jamaicans, <laughs> the small, are you shitting me? In I'm, Jamaica. That's, that's your fault. That's your <laughs> fault. I don't feel bad for these people at all. Oh, I can't believe that we didn't fucking. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? And we're downwind of the Doritos plant, too. Goddamn. That really would have helped us out. Shit. <laughs> yeah so the government's licensing uh, uh the government's cannabis licensing authority has authorized 29 cultivators and issued 73 licenses for transportation retail processing and other activities um apparently um they've made a statement that there's no shortage of marijuana in the regulated industry but farmers and activists say we and this sounds just like illinois right but farmers and activists yeah. say weed sold via legal dispensaries known as herb houses are out of, <laughs> are out of reach for many given. Uh, <laughs> it's It still costs five to ten times more <laughs> than the pot on the street. So just like Illinois, right? I love how herb house, that sounds like a Snoop Dogg fucking record label, doesn't it? <laughs> that herb, does. herb house productions. That a does. blazing new joint. Oh, yeah. fuck. That's Speaking uh yeah. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I just I can't believe I don't know. I really can't. I'm this Jamaica has no excuse. Jamaica has no fucking excuse. You really you're going to mishandle the goddamn marijuana ball like like you don't haven't had your entire existence as a culture to get your shit together. I'm sorry. Right. And Cut during a pandemic, off. you know, you guys are the ones that say that it's all for, you know, wellness and that you use it for medicine. Like you'd think like, okay, Fuck yeah, well. like, you know why Italy has the best fucking spaghetti because they had like a 2000 year head start motherfuckers. <laughs> so think about it. God damn it. I'm, I'm disgusted. I'm sorry. I'm disgusted. Kyle Field, according to Kyle Fields, Jamaica, you should be ashamed of yourself. Well, you should. <laughs> so i am i'm right there with you hey you know you got me thinking about houses i was thinking about mtv cribs earlier today do you remember that show i love that show yeah i love right. that fucking show right do you have any like standout episodes oh man you i remember uh, yeah. the hugh hefner episode that was kind of an interesting one. Oh man bro anytime as a teenage boy i could look inside of the fabled playboy mansion that was one of the greatest moments of my life i mean just imagine what's going on in there <laughs> i mean yeah dude that was like as a teenage boy for every kid from the 60s to i would say till about my age into the 2000s that was like the place to be oh my god what happens in there oh my god i bet you just walk in and chicks start banging you you know it's just shit like that <laughs> So yeah, that was a great episode. I remember they had the the whole the one room. I think it's like the orgy room where it's just like um, a bed. Like the floor is literally a bed, and the walls <laughs> are a bed, and I think the ceiling's a mirror. That was awesome. The grotto. I mean, come on, the the grotto. How many the drugs and diseases are in there? I love. Is the grotto the the little underground like water cave? Oh, yeah. oh fuck yeah. It just has like probably diseases upon diseases swimming in that water. I love how Justine knows like it, it, it got out. I guess they were talking. The ladies were talking. How do you they, come on? <laughs> it was a play. Yeah, I thought it was, yeah man. That? <laughs> um, th I think the grotto was like the most famous part of the Playboy Mansion. I liked uh, the 
Master P episode where he had a golden chandelier. You remember that? I didn't see that. Well, so, okay. I was super young when this show came out. So I honestly forgot about you. I was, I had to Google it. You reminded me about the orgy room. Um, I forgot yeah. about the bed, the bed of a room. <laughs> and you know what? I've not seen that episode since it aired over 20 years ago. And I can't remember what I ate for breakfast this morning. If that tells you the impact <laughs> that the orgy room had on my 13 year old brain. <laughs> when I watched that, like what? Life could be like, oh my God, it was amazing. It was like that scene from the Wizard of Oz where it was black and white and she opened the fucking door and it was all color. That was me at that moment. I, I didn't know that life could be so rich and so beautiful. It was amazing. <laughs> Oh yeah. So you're saying though, it was, was it uh master master P yeah. Master P. Yeah. I mean, I just remember that was the most outlandish one because that was his whole gimmick. And apparently I think he still is pretty rich because he had it, the no limit record label. And like the whole thing about it was like the opulent nature of everything, right? The grill, the fucking house, the cars, like that was his gimmick. So yeah. This episode of MTV Cribs was like nothing but self-promotion for him. And he just showed, and it was, I mean, I can't even remember. It was outrageous. The funny thing is though, I remember out of all the shit on MTV Cribs, one of my favorite moments was like some tiny little bathroom and it was a regular bathroom, but I remember there was a phone next to the toilet and it was made so you could be on it while you were pooping. And I remember thinking like, oh my God, that's it. I have to have this in my life. <laughs> And again, it wasn't like any of the crazy shit. It was like, oh my God, you can talk and poop. Like I didn't know that was an option my whole life. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And I guess I, it's different now because of cell phones, but it was a different world, people. Yeah. No, I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I'm like, pretty sure that was also like my dad, your best friend, my dad's, um, like his key takeaway from any episode of Cribs is, wow, they got a damn phone by the toilet yeah, right I think, uh, I think what who was yes. it run run dmc that had the phone in the the bathtub like that was the gangster thing you know back in the day i can do business from the tub what, for easy <laughs> suicide <laughs> we got we got that toast in the bathtub dog <laughs> That's right. that, we, we get that bath toast you don't know about that bath toast God, i want some bath toast fuck um so i was thinking about uh mtv cribs this morning right and i was just thinking like what especially now like I, well i guess the pandemic maybe not the best time but you know just to really try to bring this country together why don't we have mtv cribs but just like regular ass people you know like we start with kyle fields like hey i'm oh, kyle yeah. fields welcome to my apartment come on in this is my you know like i don't even know like i just think it would be yeah. it would be a very I the bed this yeah. is where the magic happens and by magic <laughs> i mean me masturbating <laughs> zooms in on it really artistically they used to do that they would do the three triple zoom remember it'd be like wah 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 that was yeah. the big thing and then they would all in like slow motion with soft lighting yeah, yeah they would do like the dutch angles like the tilt to make it artistic and shit when they showed they always that. have the boomerang when somebody did something like if somebody like spun around and clapped their hands they'd like oh yeah <laughs> forgot about Slow that replay yeah it's so funny because that was like you know, this was back when MTV was like the the cult, like the, at the center of the pop cultural zeitgeist, right? Like, so whatever they did was cool, and I just love how like that was cool, like the all yeah. shit, and then he spins around and then he'll do it in slow mo. Oh man, <laughs> oh, yeah. 
That was so hilarious. Yeah, because every show did that. Fucking uh, Pimp My Ride did that with Dude, the fucking Pimp shot. My ride. Yeah. Pimp My Ride. That's another great show. Could you imagine if some just especially now that that would be an interesting show now if exhibit like some people don't even know who exhibit is so if he put pulls it up on your front yard and he's like yo your car is trash yo look at your fucking rims you know starts roasting you're like who the fuck are you get off my property <laughs> that's <laughs> like you know yeah. but uh <laughs> yeah, yeah i just yeah. love that was a great, <laughs> yeah. that was a great show back in the day <laughs> that the intention is for them to be like oh exhibit that's awesome man you're here to pimp my ride yeah I yeah love that exactly idea. they would always they would always be like yeah whoa what happened? He's here. you know dude this old guy just showed up and started roasting my car fucking call the police <laughs> please call him. yeah get off of my property dude i didn't ask for that this <laughs> like yeah yeah but i remember that show uh and i don't know I, I really felt like they should have done because every time that they would take this shitty old car that barely ran and they'd put like a fucking super nintendo in it or whatever <laughs> you remember <laughs> but they wouldn't fucking fix the car that I was the thing that. like yeah. the car would look beautiful and it had rims and fucking lights and shit and it was on this 175,000 mile Toyota Tercel or whatever the fuck it was. I might be wrong, but I've heard that some of the vehicles in there that, yeah, they had to put on a truck and tow back to the owner. Cause like, yeah, they pimped it, but they didn't get that motherfucker running. Holy shit. That's hilarious. I might be wrong. Google me folks. Uh, I don't but... like, I was under the assumption that if it didn't run, they probably would fix it to where it ran or something. And maybe I could even be wrong there, but they were not fixing the fucking car. Like that was the thing. Like, I don't give a fuck what you, you know what I mean? Like, don't buy me speakers, please. Man. I want to get to work. God damn it. Please just help me. <laughs> help me out here. Yeah, man, but you're going to love this fucking G.I. Joe spice rack in here. Uh, yeah, that's cool, man. But I, I really just can you please fix my transmission? <laughs> I'm just imagining like some really souped up ride where like they pop open the trunk and they're showing them all the subs and they've got like, you know, TVs and the headrests and on the dashboard, which was not common to see back then. Now, I think every car that's made has a TV or LCD screen in the sure. dashboard, but yeah. then the they bring it back to the owner. The owner gets in, starts up the car, and oh, you hear that belt squeal. <laughs> That's real loud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like excellent. Still got excellent those shit ass brakes. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, they, <laughs> they, yeah, that new system is so loud they can't hear the horn honking when they run that red light because the brakes don't work. But Kyle, <laughs> yeah, when you when you rear end somebody because your brakes are still out, uh, you can while you guys are waiting for the the authorities you know to come and you know people to tow you away, you can pop open the trunk and play Nintendo. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? That's what that was the thing I never got. Just the, the entertainment in the trunk. Like how often do you pull off and you're like, hey, let's <laughs> gather around my trunk? You know? Yeah. I want to go out in the cool. parking lot and play Nintendo in my trunk, dude. Wouldn't that be <laughs> Yeah. Dope? Well, and that's the thing too, is like, you know, that was they would have put what? This would have been 98. So let's say they put a fucking Nintendo 64 in there. Well, that motherfucker was gonna have 
that car ideally for the rest of his life you know if he fucking fixes it up if he even can so like six years down the road like hey you want to go play nintendo 64 in my trunk like get the fuck out of here no i'm gonna play the (laughs) ps4 in my bedroom you fucking lunatic why am i gonna go to the parking lot to play a 25 year old mario kart with you (laughs) so i was just looking up i got really excited because i thought there was a show called pimp my ride where are they now there's not unfortunately but there are some articles um you know uh about some people's experiences let me see if i can find anything juicy um i remember reading reading stories about it in the past because i feel like there were lawsuits right I feel like people were like, I was told one thing, and maybe I'm wrong. Ooh, there was Pimp My Ride International. I'm sure that was interesting. Uh, there, there were shows in Brazil. Oh, and it spawned the CMT series Trick My Truck. That's good. How, of how cute. How well, cute here's, some, here's some good stuff. Seth Martino's car, who is apparently in the show. Um, he, Seth Martino said, there were plenty of things wrong with it. Uh, including television screens never working again after the filming. As Martino recalled, some things didn't work on the car, including the LED lights that were put in the seats. They would get really hot if left on, so I couldn't drive with them on. They took the gold wing doors off because the pistons used to lift them, kept them from putting seat belts in the back, which was highly oh dangerous. God. A cotton candy machine they installed was fit into the trunk without leaving enough room for the dome top to keep the cotton candy strands from, quote unquote, flying all over the place so (laughs) i'm on the wikipedia page right now this is under accusations of fakery hey here we go dig into it fakery uh various participants participants who had their cars overhauled on pimp my ride have stated that elements of the show were faked these include cars getting their paint removed and additional litter put in an additional litter and additional litter put in in before taping in order to make it look oh okay i get it to make it look worse so they would basically make the cars look shittier when mtv got there so the transformation was more dramatic uh sorry that makes perfect sense because i believe i recall an episode once where somebody had just like a bunch of like pine needles and stuff all in their car even in their driver's seat and it was totally like there's zero way that you have driven yeah. that car anytime soon. like <laughs> why like would a you raccoon, fix it up a raccoon fighting a monkey or some shit back there like come on that's yeah. a little bit much that's a little bit much it's not that much yeah no yeah uh it says uh cars getting outfitted with elements that were removed right after taping like a robotic arm so i guess some of the shit that they gave you they're like ah just kidding man all right we're taking it home now bye-bye like are you fucking shitting me yeah um, and then more, it says, and contestants being coached to act more enthusiastically than they would normally act after the final reveal. <laughs> well, uh, I think we know why they maybe weren't so happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that reminds me of um, there was a show kind of around the same time frame on TLC that was... Um, called trading spaces and it's basically where like neighbors would swap houses and redecorate a room or something and the one thing i liked about that show is that like i felt like they would still air the very real reactions of people just being like what the fuck (laughs) yeah 
if they hated it. And I just, that's I gotta love be, you know, that's, I think that's part of the draw too, is, you know, you don't know exactly how it's going to shake out, you know, like sometimes on rescue nine one one, people would fucking die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> remember that growing up with William Shatner, the old school rescue nine one one. Remember that? I don't think that I. Oh, God that damn. That's a, that's a show that was lost to time, man. That's a show. So what it was, was it was like real. It was like reenactments, you know, kind of like when you watch Unsolved Mysteries or something, they get actors to reenact things that really happened. Uh-huh. It was reenactments of real 911 stories. And it was like amazing, like, you know, fucking babies being saved and people being rescued. But every now and then a motherfucker would just die. 911 wouldn't get there in time. <laughs> yeah, I just remember it was like, I think they did it just to keep you on the edge of your seat. Like, are they going to fucking make it? So I don't know. I guess that's my point with, with that. Um, let's yeah. continue. <laughs> let's continue uh and and um participants have also said that the overhaul process implied in the show to last no more than a few days actually lasted six to eight months wow jesus christ so so now you always taking- felt like a weekend on the exactly. show, right? Yeah, it seemed like it was a fucking holiday weekend. But yeah. do think about that. These are poor people who now don't have a way to get to work for six to eight months <laughs> while MTV is not fixing their car. Jesus Christ. Yo, dog, your car's trash. Let me take it for eight months and not do <laughs> shit to it. Man, this yeah. show's fucked up. We put a popcorn maker in the back, though. <laughs> Can't have seatbelts back there, but man, you can make some popcorn. Yeah, fuck your children, <laughs> but you can make them pop- popcorn. That is so fucked up. That's crazy. I feel like that show would not exist the way that it did now because social media and because of the prevalence. That's not a word, but I'm high. You know what I'm saying? It's everywhere. God damn it. The ubiquitous nature. There's a bigger word for you. Fuck all. Anyway, <laughs> because of like the, the big nature of the internet, right? Like every, I think the bullshit like this would kind of, you know, nip that in the bud after the first season, I would assume. Yeah, I can't imagine how fake punked must have been. Now that oh I, God. you know, look back at all of that, and there's just so many of those different shows. I don't know if you've ever tuned in on reality TV. That is just like, I mean, I get it. It's uh, it's the appeal of you know, there's a, there's an appeal to it all, right? Some people, I, I get it. Uh, I'd give shit to Justine all the time because she likes Ninety Day Fiance, which I, <laughs> you know, I'll just keep sure. my thoughts to myself. I mean, it's all. I was raised on the real world and Laguna beach and Jersey shore. Like how could I not at least still hold on to a little bit of love for trash television? <laughs> I dude, I think, and I'm not saying that wrestling is trash. I, I love it, but I think the wrestling and reality TV have a lot in common. And the fact that a lot of people who want, hopefully people who watch reality TV know that, you know, it's a, it's a work. It's like wrestling. It's a work. And I'm not yeah. saying that it's all fake, but it's, you have your suspension of disbelief so you can at least emotionally get invested because it may be real, right? That's there emo- you go. That's there why you go. you're there. And when you watch wrestling, you know, obviously, you know, it's not a real athletic contest, but they are beating the shit out of each other and they're doing it in storyline. And form, they hurt. So. They hurt. They get very hurt. I would just watch. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to sound like a typical frat boy. I just watched the Joe Rogan podcast, man, with uh, The Undertaker. Did you see that? 
Uh, no, I, I read a lot about it and I've, I've seen so many interviews with him over the years that I feel like I probably know most of what he said, but yeah. Gotcha. Well, I'd never, yeah. I'd personally never seen him just speak candidly about the fact that it, yeah. what it is and everything, you know, I've just always seen him as the undertaker and he specifically talked about that too, like how he felt like he had to play a character, you know, even in when he wasn't on the show, because if people saw him, you know, he wanted to be the undertaker for them. And I yeah. thought that was pretty awesome. Um, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. He, he was one of the last guys ever. He waited until he retired. Like he literally, yeah. he wasn't really, well, on he's a goddamn him. cyborg by the end of it. I did not realize oh that God, about him. Man. I was a, you know, I was a, when I was young, I really liked WWE and my dad yeah. had taken me to a few things and it was really awesome. And you know, the undertaker was one, yeah, like one of the OG, like you say. There's a fantastic series that you should watch. It's on the WWE Network. That's going to be a part of Peacock soon if you already have that. But if you ever get the opportunity because you're so interested in his story, there's like a four-part documentary WWE made about it. And it is one of the best. And I'm not even a sports guy. I'm a wrestling guy. But it's one of the best sports documentaries I've ever seen in my life. Like, Is it filmed. called The Ride? That yeah called? that's what it is yeah okay yeah. he was talking about it on about it on there and i was thinking about checking it out because it sounded and like it's, pretty it's, interesting. yeah and it's basically just about how he was so beaten down at like the last five years of his career that like he kept trying to retire but he couldn't walk away from it because he'd have a match and oh man that match sucked well i got to redeem myself i got to come back next year so he spends a whole year going you know through surgeries and shit and doing it again and ah that one kind of sucked so now what do I do? Do I retire? Do I go another? And he kept coming back and it was, it's really interesting, man. And it's, it shows him the whole way. It's fascinating. Was it his term. hips that he got replaced with? Like, a yeah, fucking... dude, everything. Yeah. His hips were fucked up. His uh, eye socket. Like, uh, he was that was about when he got popped in the face and his eye was like the whole floor, like 95% yeah. of his like, uh, yeah. ocular floor was gone. And his eye was, like the nerve was hanging on like a oh. sharp piece of bone. Oh, God damn. That was when, yeah, uh, Mabel, the big 400-pound king of the ring, the big black guy, a part of the, uh, if you remember him, he dropped his whole weight on the Undertaker's face, and that's yeah. what happened. It crushed his or orbital socket. Yeah. Uh, God, uh, there was there was so many times. Dude, like he fucking... You know that the big Mick Foley uh, match off the cell, mankind yeah. being thrown off the top of the cell. A lot of people don't realize, and they talk about Mick Foley and all the injuries that he went through in that match, and those were spectacular. But that kind of overshadows the Undertaker did, worked that whole match with a broken foot. Think about yeah, that. Damn. And he That's and again he, he climbed a cell. And then felt he dropped off it onto his broken foot, and you could see him wince in pain when the foot touches them. I mean, ugh, God, like that is a tough motherfucker, dude. I, I mean, mean, they don't they don't call it hell in a cell for no reason. Goddamn right. <laughs> Goddamn, sometimes it bursts to the outside. It's unpredictable, <laughs> just like life. Think about it. That was good, Justine. That was solid. <laughs> um yeah it's it's crazy i mean you know it's uh the form of entertainment is is super like you say it it you can see methods being stolen from it in reality tv 100 um, i mean even i relate uh stand-up comedy a lot to um wrestling Absolutely. the way they control the energy um djing you know if you, oh, yeah. you're a dj yeah. like you do the same thing that 
people in the WWE do. And it's, it's a, there's different patterns, but it's all about bringing people real, you know, real low, then emotions real high and then kind of petering them off, you know, keeping it mid then real high, yeah. you know, just fucking just getting people jacked up. And it's, uh, yeah, it's man, you know, uh, honestly doing wrestling is a lot like doing crowd work with comedy. And that's why I think so many comedians love wrestling and so many wrestlers get into comedy and vice versa. There are, it's, if you were to take, like you said, the, the, the Venn diagram, it would be overlapping quite a bit, you know, like, yeah. and I, I say that because in wrestling, <clears throat> when you have a match, when you perform oftentimes, the misconception is that every move is choreographed. That's not the case. 90 plus percent of the time, usually you have high spots, you have an ending, you have a couple spots, but in between you're walking and talking, and you're talking to each other you're whispering you're reacting you're reacting to the crowd you're feeling them out because right. you want to ebb and flow with their reaction to the match that you know in in addition to many other ways is the art of professional wrestling and it's also in to a certain degree the art of comedy reacting to them not just going up and doing an a to z here there a lot of comics do that and it works for them but you know I think that I what I like to do is react to the flow. And, and, and not that I invented this, many comedians do too, you know, change your material based on how they react or talk to them. And that's, you know, that's why I, I love both so much, you know? Yeah. And I think part of it is like acting like things are like normal, like, cause you don't feel normal when you're on stage and you don't feel normal when you're in the ring, but it just to, absolutely. I want to, yeah. I want you to, since you, you're a little bit more, uh, like learned on professional wrestling. Like it was only a few years ago that I like watched a clip and learned how they actually communicate to each other. So, you know, like you say, it's a, it's a series of like, you know, whispering or sometimes you can even hear, I've seen uh, my brother, he's a big wrestling fan and he showed me some clips of when you can actually hear audibly the undertaker saying like, you know, uh, like he, uh clothesline something else like he'll like kind of say yeah. what he what he what he's he'll make call outs or whatever sure. but another interesting part of it is that the referee actually helps so a lot of those yeah. times when you see them like the referee like standing and you know breaking them up or whatever else it's because like they're kind of getting it together, you know, type of thing. Oh, so I think it's interesting yeah. that it's all absolutely. part of the show, yeah. you know? I mean, like the, you know, in a tag team match, it's in every tag team match where the two bad guys, the heels are getting heat on the good guy. They're beating up the good guy. And he's, he's, he's got to make that goddamn tag through the other good guy across the ring, but they keep cutting him off and they keep <laughs> cheating. Well, the referee, you know, what the referee is doing is, you know, the, the bad guys distract the referee and I'm a hold you if you're the referee. And I'm what I'm doing is I'm looking at the other guys and I tell you, I go, hey, stay on me, stay on me, stay on me, stay on me. And then when they, you know, as you don't need to be distracted anymore, I go, OK, turn around. Right. But it looks right. like I'm being like, hey, motherfucker, what are you doing? I'm distracting you. You're right, right. So that's all just part of the illusion, too. I don't know. I just I love that shit. It's so much fun. That's very interesting. Yeah, it's from the outside. You know, you don't see it. There's a few um, videos on YouTube, folks, if you want to see like kind of the breakdown of how they communicate. It's very interesting, honestly. Like if you're just from an outside perspective, you know, you don't even really have to be a huge fan of professional wrestling, in my opinion, to find it interesting to see like how it really works when it comes down to it, you know, so... And and this is a little bit more old school, but it's uh, they also communicate in a language called Carney sometimes really? and yeah that's where they uh add like like the word um like turnbuckle tizzer and buckle right so if i'm talking to you and we're and we're kind of talking and i'm mumbling and i'm adding syllables it's not as obvious 
You know what uh, I mean? You know, give me a Chizok slam. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Or maybe Chizok Chizos. You know what I'm saying? So, and that comes from the early carnival days of professional wrestling. And that also intertwines with, um, you know, Snoop Dogg shit. Scissor. Think about it. Ms. Arts. <laughs> That's awesome. We were just hitting, we're just hitting the bowl, man. What are you, are you smoking on anything? Is it has, has that edible kicked in for you? How you oh, feeling? Absolutely. I'm having a, I'm having a fantastic time, man. <laughs> I'm loving Good. it. I'm talking about, you can tell more how high I am by how much I'm talking about wrestling. I apologize. I could talk about it all day. Hey, no, I brought it up for a reason. Kyle Fields. I know you're a big fan. Did you see the meme I posted for you earlier this week? Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't remember. What was it? No worries. Uh, it's uh, okay. it's the the you so you know the evolutionary chart where like there's like a monkey and then there's like a yeah. monkey that's kind of standing up a little more, yeah. Um, and then there's the guy. Well, at, when it's like the last human, it shows like somebody doing. It shows you know like the what is what am I thinking of the silhouette? You used that mm-hmm. word earlier when we were talking about deal or no deal. The silhouette of a person doing the RKO and it says out of nowhere <laughs> on the bottom. That's awesome. That's fucking so, awesome. I love it. Yeah. You know, and it really has allowed friends of mine who love wrestling to have a great degree of levity in having hard conversations. Um, Jeremy, the guy who I do the podcast with, when his dad died, his dad had a heart attack and died. And I didn't really know him so good at at that time. So I didn't know if he was sick. So when he said, Hey man, my dad died, I texted him. I said, Oh man, had he been sick? And then Jeremy replies, he said, no, it was out of nowhere. And it was, uh, he, the attached a photo of an RKO. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) And it made the moment, right. It made the moment more tolerable, you know, it made it more digestible and that's, uh, you know, it's, that's, that's, that's beautiful. I, yeah, that's beautiful. It is. I love that. It helps communicating. It's what, what's why comedy is so great. Absolutely. And that, that's part of what I love. Uh, that is part of what I love about the WWE is that uh, some of it is funny. Like you, if you watch it high guys, like I, I totally get some of the people that are like, they can't, the, the po- point is the key point is I think Kyle, some people can't suspend their belief. Right. I, and I, I understand it. Like I totally get I get it. it. Because guess what? I don't like reality TV, but yeah. I, I respect it and I understand it. And it's there you not, go. And it's not my thing, so I'm not going to watch it, but I can respect it. Yep. So, and now we wrap back around to 90 Day Fiance. That's why I didn't go. Exactly. It's not my thing. Exactly. Not going to say anything about it. You know, I respect it. But I see. Yeah. I see right. the appeal. <laughs> wrestling can be one of those things for you. Go back and watch old 80s wrestling if you're high as balls. Yeah, no, and that's actually what I was going to say is that like some of those old wrestling clips, like my favorite wrestling clip, is, and I've showed it to Justine before, is when, God, I can't remember what he says here. I'm going to fucking butcher this joke, but you'll probably be able to correct me on this because it's a pretty like notable clip. Uh, Shawn Michaels is like, you're not going to tell me what to do or something like that. And he just like kicks this one dude in the face. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then goes down the hall and kicks this other dude in the face and like papers fly everywhere and it's just fucking hilarious and uh those are the moments i live for in wwe that's some funny shit you know fantastic stupid shit like that you know a lot of the 80s stuff was played for camp um like the, the the action inside of the ring wasn't but like the character work and the promos were designed for your mom and dad and brother and sister to all watch it 
right? So, because yeah. it, it was it was played to be, and again, there were exceptions where angles were serious, but for the most part, when you had guys like Hercules and the Barbarian and the Genius and you know all these like big, just crazy characters, they were it was played for laughs a lot. You know, the whole thing was like, hey, it's kind of winking at you. Like, and, and that was in stark contrast to the Jim Crockett promotion in the 80s with Ric Flair and shit where it was more gritty. But so my point is, if you're high, yeah, go back and watch an old 80s shit because it was designed for you to be watched, to watch it probably while on a mountain of coke. I mean, let's be honest. Half the guys, <laughs> half the guys on the show were on blow. Oh my God, they were fucked up. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's great. That was the good old days. Macho man, that. fucking him. The cream of the cup. The cream of the cup. Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> you can't, you can't come up with that stuff and not be coked out of your mind, dude. Have you seen that? He keeps calling himself the cream of the crop, and he keeps. On I haven't putting, seen it, dude. Look up Macho Man Cream of the Crop when we're done. He he takes coffee creamers and he's putting them on top of his head, and he's like. He's like unbalanced and it accidentally falls off and he goes off balance. It doesn't matter. Oh my God. It's awesome. <laughs> well, I added it to the description. Macho man, cream of the crop. <laughs> so yeah, I got a t-shirt with his face and it says cream of the crop. That's how much I love that promo. <laughs> yeah. So what are you smoking on Kyle? Just smoking on my friend. Oh man. Uh, what am I smoking on? Hold on. I got to find this. I, smoking uh... on that spice. I've been smoking on that 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 sticky spice. Uh, I remember I used to that I did have a fucking package of spice years ago. I I didn't even finish it. I think I gave it away to probably a homeless man who was eating a rat at the time or something. <laughs> that sounds insensitive. Um, <laughs> I know I. Uh, what am I smoking now? Well, I'm I'm told you I'm eating the Toy District edibles. This is out of California. So if you listen right. to California to the Chillinois <laughs> podcast, um, it's really good, man. Peach rings, 390 milligrams per piece. So if you want to get fucking wrecked, this is great. It's really good. We need some of those in Illinois. Come on. Come yeah. on, people. Yeah, we do. And also, bring it on. I can't find uh the package for what i'm smoking on so let's just pretend it's um called the christopher walken thunderfuck it's pretty good hey i love it it's so high you'll hear the cowbell it's it's amazing look for it it's uh do you do you buy it in champagne (laughs) (laughs) i do uh i do i need to go back and watch that sketch i think i have his dvd that's like the most '90s sentence I've ever said, but I think I have that DVD of that. <laughs> you have a DVD player still? Uh, well, I got a PlayStation. Yeah, I know that would be hilarious if I just had a regular like 1999 DVD player. Well, oh, for what it's worth, I got really excited because one of my favorite folk singers um, is releasing a new album. And of course, I was like, oh, I got to get a, a signed copy of the CD. And then I ordered it and he made a post the other day. And he's like, you know, you can order digital copy too. Like if you don't have a CD player, since I know most modern cars don't. And I was like, wow that's right i don't even have a cd player in wow. my car and i got one i'm really happy i got one but yeah um i know i still but the thing is i'm i'm happier about the fact that i have it than how often i use it 
<laughs> right? Because when I got the car, I was like, holy shit, it's got a CD player. It's awesome. And then like six months went by and I was like, oh, I should probably listen to a CD at some point. <laughs> <laughs> and you That's forget how good they sound. Seriously, oh, yeah. you, for, you they sound good. Like, because I don't know, it's like a crapshoot with Spotify, I guess. It depends on your device and all that shit. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. Man, you put a fucking CD in, especially like a really well mixed CD from like the 90s or something. Oh my God. It's like, this sounds great. Yeah. This is, I, <laughs> wow. I wonder about that all the time. Like, how much are we losing in, uh, in music like quality because I, I was turned to the fact that you know like if you if you're going to acquire digital media try to get it into flac the flac format or flac i think think some right. some people call it um and apparently it's like the closest thing you can get to like what people call record quality right so yeah i, I always wonder that though when you stream because a lot of people say that are audio files you know those people that are just obsessed with audio they're like nah this is not this is not the full thing. I think yeah. that too, man. And I, you know, I edit audio and I, I edit video, but I'm not, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about music, but it's, you know, in terms of the flag, I have no fucking idea when it comes to that shit, but just as a, as, a, as somebody who listens all the time, yeah, there's a definite difference because I was just under the assumption, oh, okay, this is going to be as good as the CD. It's going to be better. It's going to be better. It's going to be better than the CD. And right. then, you know, I, I listen to Smashing Pumpkins or whatever and in my CD, and it's like, God damn, it just sounds so full. It just sounds so, you know, just, I don't know, there's just something intangible about it i guess and maybe it sounds less i want to say hollow because you know mp3s don't sound hollow but you know what i'm saying like it just yeah i think more... what i think the term is now that i was thinking of it is lossless is that what it is lossless i think well that's what that's like what they refer to as those flak files and so I, what i'm thinking is that they're referring to it i don't know i'm just high right now i'm putting i'm probably just connecting yeah. dots that i don't know but um did you have something to say, Justine? Well, I was going to just say, I think Kyle, what you're maybe what you're thinking of is that it just doesn't have the like depth that yeah. a CD or a record recording would and record recordings are very like lush sounding usually and just yeah. have that like certain quality to them. And yeah, I think it's, you definitely don't get that with digital. Cause I understand why, you know, a record would sound different. My mind can figure that shit out. You know, there's, there's real music and then, then there's magic and it goes into a needle and then that real music because of the magic comes out and I'm hearing the real music. That's how, that's how records work. I know that much, but you know, with, with the, with the CDs and the, you know, these newfangled CDs, you know, they just came out. And, you know, but in the, you know, my point is that it's all zeros and ones. It's all they take it and then they make it a thing and then it comes back out the thing. But is it really the thing? Right. Is it the thing? Because it kind of sounds like along the way there might be a little something lost in the thing. No, it's not. Yeah. Now, cor corn syrup tastes the same goddamn as sugar. <laughs> no, no, it don't. No, it fucking don't. Sugar tastes better than corn. No, it doesn't. Okay, Coca-Cola, whatever. You understand what I'm saying. Oh, dude, I know what you're saying. I freaking like, go out of my way to buy the Mexican Coca-Cola that they sell in America, seriously. you know, yes. because I know. Yeah. Records are are the fucking Mexican Coke to the, uh, you know, you finish that because I'm too high. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we close, I had one more uh, professional wrestling kind of question for you. You know, you're a little bit. So I was trying to think of some questions that I could ask you to, to, to not even really test your expertise, but to take us back in time. Cause again, I was watching that undertaker interview and he kind of alluded to the fact that, and this just kind of touches back to the people that aren't able to 
you know, maybe suspend their belief uh, for wrestling? Like, was there a time where there was like a controversy where people were, cause like, that's kind of what the undertaker alluded to. And I remember there was the whole controversy when it changed from WWF to WWE, but what, what, like what happened? Cause I can't like, with, I wasn't with, like conscious with during WWF those times, and so. WWE. Yeah. And like, was yeah. there like a big conversation about like, Oh, well this is, it's technically, you know, what a lot of people were saying was like fake. So like, no, like what? no, no, it was illegal. So th- th- there's a couple parts of that question. The first time that the WWF legally came out and admitted we are fake and they, they didn't say fake. They said, you know, a stage sports, blah, entertainment. Blah, 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 sports yeah. entertainment was in 89, I believe. And that was to avoid athletic commission purposes because I at- see. Yeah, athletic commissions across the, the, the country. Illinois is not one of them, but Kentucky is still to this day regulate professional wrestling. If WWE wants to come through, they have to pay the same as boxing would or so. It's, it's all honestly just a scam to yeah. get money because they're not helping wrestling for the most part. So that was the that was just an apparent that was that was, hey, this is a work. Uh, we're doing this for financial purposes. Plus, I think in Vince's mind, he always hated the stigma that was associated with the smoke-filled uh, Southern wrestling promotions because to him, his product is not that. It's not wrestling. He, if you notice, they never use the word wrestling, even though it's in their company name. They call it sports entertainment. That's how much he does not want to be stigmatized with the paintbrush of that old school carny bullshit to him. I love it. I think it's amazing, but he hates it. So 2002, they got sued <clears throat> by the World Wildlife Fund, I think is what it's called, or foundation. You know, you see it on the goddamn stripe uh, gum. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Mm-hmm. Goddamn panda. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, WWF apparently back in like 92 told the WWW. Let me try this again. The wrestling WWF back in 92 told the panda WWF. Hey, man, uh, I tell you what, we're not going to use the words WWF in England. It's never going to happen. We're just going to call ourselves World Wrestling Federation. You're cool. You're you know, don't worry. We have an agreement. Boom. And they step away. Well, guess what? They didn't do that. So in 2002, World Wildlife Fund comes up and goes, hey, motherfucker, you said that you'd do this. Judge steps in and goes, "Okay, from now on, you cannot be the WWF in England. And England was a huge fucking uh, market to the WWF. So rather than try to change their shit specifically for England, they just changed to WWE because World Wrestling Entertainment is a better you know, name for what they do than World Wrestling Federation. So there you go. There's your answer to that question. That's interesting. That's why when you when I watch the retro clips, they've got the WWF blurred out because that's right. The DVD could still be sold in the UK or whatever. And now, interestingly enough, when the WWE Network launched in 2012, I think they got the rights back to that old footage. But what it but it doesn't mean they can be WWF moving forward. It sure. just means they have the rights to all the footage where they said it in the past. So well, that's cool. See, yeah. So if you see it with it blurred now, it's it, it's not legally required. That's the WWE being lazy and re-releasing the shit without removing it. Gotcha. So yeah, Makes I, sense. I smoke a lot of weed and watch a lot of wrestling. That's why I, I know so much. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Hell yeah. So Kyle, uh, before we let you go, can you remind us, uh, you know, the name of your podcast and where we can find uh, you and it online? Absolutely. Here's a transition for you. Speaking of wrestling, just like me, Jeremy Sutherland is also a former independent professional wrestler, the co-host 
of the Obtuse Angles podcast with Kyle and Jeremy. Check it out at obtuseangles.libson.com. I say that, but don't go there. Go to Spotify or Podcast Addict or where the fuck ever. And I tell you what you could do is hey, drop a goddamn bionic elbow on that fucking subscribe button. That's all you have to do. Set it and forget it, baby girl. Set it, pit it. And walk away. That's all we fucking require. And guess what? It is hashtag evergreen man material. It's content driven. We're not talking about picking our asses earlier in the day. Nobody gives a shit about that. We're talking about pop culture and pro wrestling and movies and rock stars and all of that shit. We just did an episode that was big for us on Shook Knight. God damn, you fucking dangle motherfuckers from balconies. Tell me you don't want to hear that. Check it out right now. Shook don't give a fuck. Shook, don't give a goddamn blue fuck. Right now, the Obtuse Angles podcast. Listen to it. New every Monday. I'm Kyle Fields. At Funny Man Fields, I do comedy. Please like my YouTube page. I put new shit on there all the time. I make commercials for a used car lot, and they're fun, and I'm high when I make them. What? No, I'm not. Come on. That was a joke. Check it out. You didn't say that. (laughs) There you go. I got my plugs in. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. All right, Kyle. Well, cheers. Thank you for joining us today. And uh, thank you to everybody for listening. Take care. Thank you.